Worthless power-ups are worthless. It's like a Scottish castle fell over into a giant bowl of chili. I have liquor and no morals. Let's date. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. Guess who was hiding behind the door this whole time? It was me! There comes a time in a man's life... Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Isn't this whole podcast a circle jerk anyway, regardless of our opinions? Remember kids, random drops take time away from your life that you could be spending having sex. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. It can't be water. It's gotta be like KY or something, because nothing (laughs) moves that slow in water. And James Dykes. You stand next to him, you shoot him, he jumps over you. You turn around and shoot him again, he jumps back over you. You turn around and shoot him again, he jumps back over you. (laughs) You just keep doing that, and the fight's over. Welcome, everybody, to episode 79 of the After the Fact podcast. I am your host, Luke Matthews, and I am joined today only by James Dykes. Hello, hello, um, echo, 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 <laughs> echo. Look, there's um, a tumbleweed over there. It's kind of interesting. We had a whole bunch of people that said they were interested in Earthbound and said they were interested in uh, talking about Earthbound, and it turns out that uh, nobody showed. So. Um, no one actually wants to talk about this game. I guess nobody wants to talk about this game, which means everybody must hate it, right? Because that's the only logical conclusion. I mean, there are a lot of games that I hated that I still came here to talk about. Uh, that's so much of this show for me because, <laughs> I mean, I hate everything, remember? <laughs> that's right. Um, X, we- XX, LOL, Wings of Death, XXX. <laughs> <laughs> ja 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 xxx gray matter xxx <laughs> yeah uh so um we there's not a lot going on in the in the video game world right now except for gta 5 um, uh which i have not purchased yet uh i'm i haven't either because at some point it, so here's the thing the game made a billion dollars in its first week yeah which is uh, insane that's the most money any entertainment property has ever made in its first weekend yeah yeah it's absolutely ridiculous any entertainment property period video games music movies movies, television etc this this has blown everything away made uh 800 million dollars in its first day first day the first day yeah that's that's fucking insane do, do you know why rockstar gets to make games like table tennis because they make games like this <laughs> right um and i am not a huge i'm not a huge gta fan i but used to be i like i bought gta 3 and vice city and san andreas mm-hmm. and i also bought four and played it for like an hour and a half and then never played it again yeah um they do too much shit in these games to so distract you from the actual game. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's actually what I've heard about this one is is the whole reason why people are buying it is because you you can literally just go in and never touch the storyline and just fuck fuck around in the city for however long you want. And that isn't appealing to me. Uh, I, I like to like play a game to play the story that the. the yeah, the writers of the game put out there if it's a good story. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, not gonna lie, I do too. I'm like GTA San Andreas, um, fantastic story. Mm-hmm. That's the one that where really they started to started to tail off, and oh, you can have a girlfriend and blah blah blah, or you can uh, max out your stats and yeah. work out of the gym and bike all around the country, blah blah blah. Um, but the story in that game is actually really good. Yeah, I. When the GTA games were coming out, I was still very much in the um, 
the the these games are fucking ugly camp. Um, I sure. didn't, I couldn't. I tried like GTA GTA uh, three and GTA Vice City were so fucking buggy. Oh and yeah, so ugly. And I ha- I just had a problem with them because I couldn't I couldn't get past how buggy they were. Right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of like oh, yeah, it, was glitch, it was glitch city for sure. Yeah. Um. But and the the gameplay just didn't really. I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't appeal to me. I don't really give a shit about running around a city and and you know breaking into cars and committing crime and shit. It just never was my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the original two GTAs, the, the top, the top down, down. No, those ones. games were fun as and fuck, and they were really fun because they were so ridiculous. Yeah, they were just like over the top. It, and it's weird because like when GTA, you know, when GTA went 3D and started doing the you know these big open world games, they went this kind of kind of serious route with it where um there is some kind of over the top stuff especially in like vice city where it's like this like kind of the 80s theme right yeah um but it felt to me like they went too far in that direction and then saints row is the one that that followed in the saints row steps of (laughs) what batshit crazy thing can we go next for this game (laughs) exactly oh that sounds great let's put in our game yeah yeah and saints row is Centro feels to me like where the original GTAs should have gone, yeah. but you know, I mean, you can't argue with a billion dollars in sales, so it's like I mean, they could have like packaged a turd and, <laughs> and put it in a box that said GTA Five, and they probably certainly would have made half yeah. a billion dollars. Yeah, that's true. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I don't know. GTA Five is the first one though that that I might actually buy. That uh-huh. looks looks like it's interesting to me. The problem, I mean, I don't have time to play fucking video yeah. games in general right now. But um, Lo- loose novel coming out sometime in Q four, <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, even uh, we're we're even having to um, we're we're dumping our pre order for our PS four, and it's not because we don't want the PS four at all. It's it's entirely because we um, we've got a vacation coming up and we need the money. Yeah, but yeah. but the thing is, is that I found that. Um, we we talked about this on a show a while ago about how uh, there wasn't that 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 there's no burning kill- desire to get there's the no new- killer app for yeah. this new stuff. There's it's just it's just oh it's new and shiny and like uh, if you're an Apple head you'll buy it because oh it's new and shiny it's the iPhone five S for for, for, for it's yeah got new features. Um, but video game purchasers typically aren't app heads like that where there's like i gotta have the the, the i don't know man i mean greatest like with with the the xbox one and the playstation 4 getting or the the playstation 4 at the very least has like a million plus pre-orders for it i mean there's there's plenty of the new and shiny people it's yeah. just that um when you when you actually you know when you're when you're my age or your age and you've grown up with video games ever since like fucking 8-bit era or before and now you're all grown up and right. realize, you know what? I don't fucking I've, need I've, this right now. I've never stood in line to purchase a console at release date. Yeah, I have never stood in line to purchase a video game at release date. I uh, definitely haven't for a video game. I have for consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like, there's just there's just no hook for me to buy these new systems. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. See, for me, the the hook on the PlayStation Four is definitely the ma- the um, the kind of ease of use and the and some of the things that they're doing as far as like uh, making it making everything f- pretty much seamless as far as like downloading stuff and um, the 
it's weird because what they're doing is fixing problems. They're not adding features. Yeah. Uh, yeah. PS3's online experience is yeah, it's terrible. Uh, well, and not to mention even even your single play experience half the time is shit because you put a game in after not playing it for two months and it's like, oh, there's an update and it's going to take you half an hour to yeah. fucking do it. Go to our um, service to download the update. <laughs> right. Good luck. And the store experience is, is oh, they, it's, when it's, they changed it, it was fucking terrible. It, they uh, had just gotten it right and then they changed it and now it's awful my only experience has been with the last two months or so uh it's not great it's not bad the design of the store is kind of it is it is better than Wii's shop experience yeah it's not really saying much though uh but it's not it's not as good as the xbox in in game purchase stuff see and i have a problem with the xbox like xbox live arcade is it's so it's just hard to find shit like yeah they've xbox every time they redo their their os and here's our fall update here's our winter update and here's where all your new features and we're gonna hide the indie stuff even further down right where you now need to enter the konami code <laughs> uh, twirl around in front of the the xbox the connect, connect yeah um do a jumping jack and then uh, say uh, say the ghost's name from uh, Beetlejuice three times. <laughs> it was uh, the 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 new design for the, the new design for the PlayStation Store. Just it felt really senseless to me, and I'm sure that they're doing it so that they can so that it aligns with what the PS4 store is going to look like and everything. But it's just like the original. They, they literally the original original PlayStation Store was fucking. T- terrible i mean it was it was only about a quarter step above the wii store it was Mm -hmm. really bad so then they redesigned it like a year into the playstation 3's life cycle and it was good it was it took a while to kind of get work all the kinks worked out but once they did it was like that store was in existence for like five fucking years and it was great and then they changed it again and now it's like navigating the PlayStation store it's like it's great if you for the people who get the premium space to show off their stuff yes. on uh the main screens yeah. but if you have a game that's not in that premium space you're buried you cannot fucking find it anywhere it's you know just, you know it totally improved the store experience for them hmm. a little crash bandicoot jumping around oh, the block totally <laughs> absolutely <laughs> the little little tribal mask going Hoo-ga! yeah uh, um. Anyway, I, I the but the PS4. You know, we talked about how it's, there's no burning desire for the new yeah. consoles. It's not. It's like I I did wait in line for two days for a PS3, and I and I, mean, I wa- love my PS3. Watch Dogs looks sweet, but I don't. I have six thousand games I need to play yeah. before then, uh, and then I keep playing old games anyways. Yeah. Um. And like, so the new games look sweet, but they don't look so much sweeter than the games that I already have that I just want to go out and jump and see, out and that play was, them. That was a thing. I mean, this kind of all, all um, uh, dovetails into conversations we've had in the past on the show about things like backward compatibility, right? Yeah. If, we, if the PS4 were backward compatible, I would probably have it on day one because I would feel comfortable selling a PS3 or two to get to get a PS4. Right. Um, I'm not selling any of my PS3s, though, because for, for one thing, I know that my PSN account is still going to be active across all of my systems. Yep. Um, and two, my games aren't going to be backward compatible, so if I get rid of a PS3, then I can't play. And that's not... You know, that's... We talked about how backward compatibility in the late life cycle of a console is is 
nobody, nobody, yeah, no, no, nobody cares. gives a shit. But at the start, it's very, very important it's, because you're yeah. taking people that have spent hundreds upon hundreds upon thousands of dollars to build a game library, mm-hmm. um, and they're very attached to your product because of that game library. Uh, I didn't upgrade my PS2 to a PS3 for the longest time because I had a hundred PS2 games, mm-hmm. and and by the time you got by into the time it, I got there was, there was no backwards compatibility, yeah. and. None of the PS3 games like jumped out. Like, sure, there are great PS3 games, mm-hmm. tons of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fantastic system. But I had so many games that I had invested time and money into on the PS2 platform. Yep. Um, that it didn't make sense for me to essentially delete that investment. Right. Um, it's the same reason I still have an uh, that I had a an old DS. It's the same reason that I had, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten I haven't gotten up to the DSi XL yet, which is my next purchase or a 3ds xl mm-hmm. um because the the old ds has a gba port exactly and yeah. i put a bunch of money into my gba library mm-hmm. yeah i just um it's the other thing is once you once you get all grown up you start to realize that um you don't need shit right now right you know absolutely like i have i have a ton of games on my ps3 that i love that i haven't finished I have plenty of shit to do and plenty of shit to play. Um, I don't. I don't have any need for a new console right now. I'm. And the other thing is that you kind of. I kind of realize, right? I. I love the PS4, what it's doing, and I'm. And I have made the decision in my mind that I'm getting one. Right. I don't need it right this right. second. I'll get. Exactly. I'll get one. I'll get one six months from now or something, and it'll yeah. be fine. And there will be more games. I'll get. I'll probably get one uh, upon release of Infamous Second Son. And they'll, they'll figure out what to do with the little uh, Saturn UMD thing in the middle of the con- <laughs> controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just. Uh, it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting switch in mindset, and it's one of those things that you know. You, you, there's a point where you start to feel like. Um, well, like wow, I'm getting old, and I'm being I'm being all grown up now because I made a decision not to get a console. Um, because it, you know, five, six, seven years from years ago, or I guess it would have been what 2006 is. So six six and a half years ago when I got my PS3, there was no question, right? It was yeah. like I'm getting a PS3. On well, the other day. thing is that console life cycle is is expanded. Oh, absolutely. Which is which is a, a huge downturn because you went from the Nintendo to the Super Nintendo, which is about five years five and a half years six years maybe uh, uh about NES, six because it, nes was 86 80 85 in the u.s and then 90 for the late it was it was holiday 90 i think for the super NES. yeah so um and then as you got into the the cd area like uh nes went from 90 till 95 mm-hmm. and then the 64 came out and the playstation one came out and there was like three years later or something the next generation of consoles hit right um, the PlayStation Two, the PlayStation Two was the first one where Sony, right from the get go, was like, "No, this is going to be a ten year console." Yeah, and they released the PlayStation Three. Uh, I think it was seven, six years into its life cycle. Yeah, six or seven years, and into it, it still lasted. They were making yeah. games for it till two thousand eleven. Yep, and they still support it. And it's like. Um, that's that's what I like about that's what I've always liked about Sony's uh, view viewpoint on their consoles, because even the even when they brought out the PS2, they still supported the PS1 for a long time, right? And they made their console I mean, the, like, compatible. When, like, so when, it was like, like when they brought out the PS2, they were still making like slim PS1s. They made the the portable one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, portable ish. Portable ish. Yeah. yeah. 
attach a six inch monitor to your PS1. Yeah. And find a power cable somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then you can play your video games on the road. It's like the Nomad. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like like console life has gotten much longer mm-hmm. in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh PS PS three came out in like, 06, right? Oh six, yeah. And then Xbox three sixty came out this like oh five, right? Like it was Xbox three sixty came out first, correct? I don't it did, but I don't think I don't I feel I thought I don't it was holiday like- five. It might have been. I didn't think it was a full year, but I guess it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for a console to launch it like early in a year, so it must have been holiday '05, um, or it might have, it might have been like September '06, maybe some, something like that. No, because it was out for quite a while before the PS3. Yeah. Um, it had a significant head start on the PS3. Yeah, um, and so like that that console's lasted eight years. Yeah, and the PS3's lasted seven years. It'll last for another five years after yeah. this. Well, and that's and, and Xbox 360 will not because Microsoft is stupid. Sure, and that's one of the things that um, that's one of the things that uh, where Nintendo st- is still in this like old school mindset where in their mind their consoles only have a five year life cycle period. Mm-hmm. Right? They you know N64 to GameCube to Wii to Wii U it was four to five which years is, apart, which is strange because they make the best hardware. Their hardware lasts for fucking yeah, well, seven decades. Yeah, I was going to say, be- best <laughs> is a relative term depending best, on what qualities you're not, applying best, that word best to. Best in terms of longe- longevity. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, try finding a, a Genesis that still works. Yeah, yeah, right. I had a Genesis that worked, and I was. it took me a while to fucking find try, one. Try finding TurboGrafx that still works today. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. And I've got and I've I mean, in the try, other room, try finding like a PS2 that still works today. Like most of them have gone through like two sets of lasers by now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I um yeah they well the CD the CD era definitely like mucked with <laughs> console yeah. longevity and I mean we don't even need to bring up the Xbox 360 because yeah um I was speaking of just on a slight tangent I I talked last time about how I started playing Infamous two. And I was running around in the game, and uh, there's all kinds of there's an, there's electronics stores called Red Ring Electronics in that <laughs> game, and they've got little these little like four flashing red lights. It's pretty awesome. Um, I, uh, but yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's just been a it's been an interesting few weeks making that decision and talking to my wife about it because we're you know we're both hardcore PlayStation fans. Yeah, and I think it's our fandom that kind of. In in an interesting way, it's our fandom that's making us wait, because of the fact that we're we made this decision um, about a year ago. We finally just both of us were like, you know what, we're Sony people. We're not gonna we're not gonna buy an Xbox. We're not gonna get Nintendo consoles anymore. Yeah. We're just gonna get whatever Sony puts out um, because, and it I, and that was reinforced with the announcements of the PS4 because it was like, okay, you're you're listening to your fans and you're fixing all the fucking problems that we had with your last generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, and because of that decision, we're like, well, it's not like the, this burning need to get a console at launch. Why? Like, what is it that you're trying to do? You're, is it's, it's, is it bragging rights? Is it like, because it's not like, essentially it is like, essentially it's, oh, I played this sweet PS4 game on day one. I'm, I'm awesome here. Yeah. Who who cares? Who gives a crap when you play these games? Right. And and then you get to the point where it's like, I don't need it right when it comes out because I'm not. Um, it's not like the console only has a two year life cycle and it's going to fail by the time I actually want to get it. Yeah. Right? This isn't this isn't like a Wonder Swan we're talking about, <laughs> or a Dreamcast, or a Dreamcast, <laughs> <laughs> or Ouya. Ugh. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not going to go well. No. I don't think Android consoles are actually going to be, uh, are going to matter, actually. They, no. they're, because the thing is, is that you're never going to get the AAA uh, developers to make the really good games for them. No. Nope. Um, so what you're going to get is you're going to get Android games, which not, now I'm not going to say that Android games are bad because there are quite a few decent Android games, but they're just, they're just little decent Android games. Yeah. And the, yeah. the thing is that once, now that Sony, especially Sony, because of the, their huge push, is starting to push into that, make it super easy for indies to put games on our console type thing. Yeah, the the whole attitude that Sony's taken in this development cycle with PS4, with with opening ourselves up to for access to independent developers, mm-hmm. um, embracing uh, casting other games and streaming other games, yep, and. Uh, making it all part of the experience of the, of the PS4 experience. Hey, mm-hmm. you want you you did the sweet thing in Infamous Second Son. You want to share it on YouTube? Here you go. Just click this button. Yeah, just put a button there and do it. Um, it's it's such a sea change from where gaming was. Yeah, yeah. Three, three years ago. Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's it's so like that's I, I know that I'm just like fellating Sony today, but. Uh, it's it shows that they understand the way that the gaming industry is is going. Yeah. Um. It sh- and which is you know the polar opposite of Nintendo's attitude, where you know they decided that um on that oh you want to you know stream videos of our game no fuck you, no, you can't put no, this on YouTube no, you're not allowed. No. Um. You you want to live cast our game at a fighting tournament? No, you can't do that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, and. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because the funny thing is that they're really, the concept of the console wars is so far outdated now. And like the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One and the PS3 to PS4, it's not like you're going to get a lot of like conversions. I don't think, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to get a whole bunch of people going, Oh well, this PS4 looks awesome. I'm going to give up all of my achievements and my entire, you know, my entire ecosystem on Xbox to go right over to PS4. It's just and not, yeah, like, uh, like there's a there's a there's a demographic crossover between the PS4 and the Xbox where there just isn't between those two systems and and Wii and Wii U. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so those are those like those systems just aren't even in the conversation or like whoa when this new system comes out where we're gonna steal our customers from no one's stealing customers from the wii u no um, and that's the thing it's it, it's the same thing that happened with the wii i think is that you know nintendo's hardcore fans are nintendo's hardcore fans and they're sure. always the hardcore nintendo fans are gonna buy nintendo stuff um until the end times sure and but the thing is is those gamers as they've grown up we we discussed this with PS3 was uh, and Xbox 360 is that the last console generation the vast majority of gamers had either an Xbox or a PS3 and a Wii yeah and it was like and I feel like once the price drops on the Wii U more like if it gets down under two hundred bucks mm-hmm. um, which is going to be forever from now but it <laughs> will happen. Um, it might not be as forever as you think it will. Yeah, Sales continue to blow like yeah, they do. That's true. I I get a feeling that there's a lot of gamers that are going to be like, okay, I want you know, I want to play the whatever the next Mario game is. I want to play 
Um, I, I I think that there's like in the same vein of having the little touchpad in the the PS4 con the 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 DualShock Four. Um, there's a if developers actually give a shit about the Wii U, um, the experience you have with the the, the large controller and the screen mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. like you can do things you just can't do. Yeah, in other systems with with that, if people give a shit and actually develop for it, right, exactly, but and that's the key. Like, but I don't think anyone actually gives a shit once to develop. For yeah, it. and that's the thing. Nobody like this. This whole concept, this whole second screen experience concept that exists in the world right now is it. It, it seems so like short lived, and it it seems like just, the the even, definition of a gimmick. Even go back to like the the. the Game Boy Link cable to the GameCube, and you had like uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, right. and like there were these sweet tech demos that masqueraded as games that, um, like I thought the concept of Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was actually pretty good, mm-hmm. um, but nothing else ever happened out of it. Yeah, well, that's the f- that's a funny thing when I you know when the Wii U was being developed and when it came out and they showed what it was and f- and people finally understood what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at things like, let's take Madden as an example. Madden, humongous selling franchise, one of mm-hmm. EA's biggest money makers because it's an annualized game that they make a fuckload of money of because of their license. Yeah, could not have a better input interface for that game oh, than the God, Wii U. Yes. Cannot cannot be better. Perfect in every way. Want to hide your play calls? They're right here on your fucking screen. Yeah, and they they. Still, I mean the in, the install base for the Wii U doesn't do any good, f- doesn't do enough good for them to really right spend the it. time and energy yeah. to take advantage of that uh, that idea. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Who knows what'll happen in the future? But uh, I I don't know. I just I, I maybe it's just that I'm growing up. I've finally gotten out of the concept of having to see something right now. Yeah. Or do something right now. I've even done it with movies. Oh. Like now. Bear in mind, and then then this is something that not everybody has. Like I, you know, we built a theater room in our house, must be nice. and and we did that, and and it's it's really an interesting shift in mentality because now that we've got that, we went out to see. Oh, so what's the fucking? Li- oh, we went out to see Elysium. Was the last I'm movie sorry. that we saw? Eh, it wasn't so great. Um, but even so, we went to see it, and they played it in an IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, was, it wasn't it was filmed for IMAX, but, you know, IMAX. You get to go see it in a giant sure. fucking screen and everything. Sure. We went out, and we like, we bought our tickets, and we went inside. And before we even got in the theater, Christina was like, $30 fucking dollars for two tickets to this movie. Yeah. And we were, we were both just like, we could spend $20 on a Blu-ray, and even if we only watched that movie once... We're still better ahead, off than going yeah. to a theater, and most of the time we will probably watch a movie twice, even if it's shitty. So we're way ahead. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah the whole movie theater experience is uh, this is a gigantic tangent to go on, but I wouldn't. I I'm pretty much to the point where I will only go to like uh, Cinnabar type places. Yeah, right. Like if the if. Um, Alamo Draft House started expanding up into the Pacific Northwest. I'd go to something like that. Mm-hmm. If I can go, yeah, Cinnabar, you can go in, have a burger, get a beer, yeah. sit there and watch a movie. Like, that's that's okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But, um, and that's the thing is like, I, but it's theater. But I don't want to deal, deal with like a bunch of 
teens and 20 something shitty people shitty people yeah terrible, <laughs> terrible human beings of which i am also one uh, i don't want to deal with those people when i'm watching a movie like, yeah that's why i like theaters like um the ipic theater here because yeah, is, yeah like because it's it's limited seating right and it's the big comfy fucking recliner chairs yeah. and you can order food and you can get drinks and the vast majority of people that are going to an ipic are not going to be the shitty people that are talking and looking at their phones mm. and bringing their children they're, and they're, they're well money like you and i uh, yeah <laughs> but but the other thing is like that was the investment in the theater room in this house now is that um we we put that investment into it when we bought the house and then and now we don't really we don't need to deal with shitty people right and frankly if we you know we can do movie nights and have people over and we can do you know we can have fucking food and beer in our theater room and watch a movie here and people don't have to pay 30 bucks to go fucking watch it in 30 the bucks to go watch it and then pay 10 dollars for a soda oh right exactly jesus yeah. christ um it's it's an interesting place to be and i kind of i kind of wish that i could get like a group of people together that all have the same mindset of like we don't need it now I don't need to see a movie right away. The only thing in the world right now that I feel like I need to see as close to release as humanly possible is Breaking Bad. Like, that's it. Uh, well, and, that experience is about to end for you. Uh, I know, but that's that's the thing. Is like I'm, uh, We just finished season four of Breaking Bad, and we're moving into like, season five. The, now, only, so. the, the literal only thing I need to like see live or near live is sports. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's, I, I'm the I, same way. I, like, I give zero. Sh- like, there's not a TV show that's right. on right now that I can like need to. There's no appointment viewing. Yeah. There, there's no appointment viewing anymore. And there's no. Um, there is zero 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 point in watching uh, any kind of sports game longer than maybe a couple hour delay. I can understand yeah. if you, you know, if you have it, you know, maybe you can't watch the Seahawks game when it happens, so you TiVo it, TiVo it, Jesus Christ, DVR it, yeah, whatever, the f- you record it, Roku it, whatever, whatever, and watch it like a couple hours later because you had something, but that's, um, like, sports is literally the only thing yeah, that's left un- that... Unless it's, like, some sort of historic game, like, I could watch Felix's Perfect Game again. Sure. Because that's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, any, I'm not, I can't, I can't watch old sports Really can't do it. No, just it just doesn't interest me for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we uh, we we bailed on our PS4, and we're gonna we're gonna get it later. And yeah. and, and I think that's a great decision. And, and you might even get to take advantage of a price drop at some point. Yeah, and the decision be well, I don't think so because I don't think we're gonna wait that long. But like okay. I said, if, I I almost guarantee there's gonna be an infamous Second Sun bundle when it comes out in yeah February or whatever. And and then, uh, and then they'll have your wallet. And instead of uh, instead of spending money on a console that um, that we don't need right away, we're going to spend it on uh, an actual life experience. Uh, that's uh, much better. So it's probably worth it. So for the last two weeks ish, uh, we've been playing. I've been playing this game for about a week and a half because uh, I don't have a hell of a lot of time to play it. But we've been playing Earthbound, uh, fairly infamous uh, Super Nintendo RPG. Was released as Mother Two in Japan, which is actually the sequel to an NES RPG. Uh, and uh, we originally—it's weird—we originally had a ton of people that wanted to talk about this game. A whole bunch of people were like, uh, "Yeah, I want to be on the Earthbound episode," and now it's just James and I. For yeah, whatever reason. For whatever um, reason, whatever happened. 
So, uh, unfortunately, so I'm going to preface this for everybody listening to the show. Uh, Dwayne was going to be our cheerleader for this show because I, I, I he to was be fair going into this to, to playing this game. And I thought I was going to be the cheerleader for this. game. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, even the last couple of or last week or so was talking about how awesome he thought this game was and he was going to be the cheerleader. And, and unfortunately he couldn't make it. Uh, and the other thing is that uh i don't think so i've never beaten this game have you ever beaten this game i have not ever beaten this okay game. i've gotten pretty close when i played it when i was a kid okay um then you've gotten farther than i ever have because this is literally the first time i've ever played uh-huh. this game so uh that's just fair warning that we don't you know at least james has gotten farther into it i have not um but so the the discussion is going to be uh, is is going to be a little lopsided today, I think, uh, with the two of us here. So, um, Earthbound was a it's a sixteen bit RPG and it's set in um, a Con- modern day contemporary, contemporary yeah. world. Um, so instead of being you know, and it was developed it was developed by Ace, which I've never heard of before, and or Ape, and uh, I've never heard of before, and HAL Laboratories, uh, Ape which moved on to do uh, became Creatures Inc., which done did oh, the latest Pokemon. Pokemon game, Creatures. Okay, yep. sweet. That's why it looks so much like Pokemon. Yep. Uh, okay, so Ape is is a or. Uh, Earthbound is a game that's co-developed by the Pokemon people and the Kirby people. Yes. Um, so that should give you a little bit of an inkling as to what this do, game looks like. Do you like, like sugar? <laughs> you need to have a lot of sugar to play this game. Yeah, sugar and rainbows and, and puppies. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, the game... I That was actually the first thing I was going to say about this game is that it, it reminded me immensely of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, it just... It looks... It's got very, this, very bright, very cheery, uh, similar sprite style, yeah. uh, similar gameplay mechanics to the not to the um, like the the combat mechanics, but just the the world and the movement mechanics yes. and everything are very much yeah. like Pokemon in a lot of ways. Uh, it's super bright, super rainbowy. Yeah, the game borrows a lot from the Dragon Warrior series as well, even though no one from this game is connected to the Dragon Warrior series, yeah. like. Um, if you ever play the Dragon Warrior, like any of the old NES ones, or even even the newer ones, you still have to go through. Uh, you have a instead of when you click on the bar, uh, when you like do your action button on the map, instead of just doing your action, you have to go through like six hundred menus to actually do something. <laughs> yeah, uh, do this. Talk to uh, Chuck. Oh, uh, it's so open aggravating. Door. Herf derf. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm so very glad. Okay, so I am glad that. This game had, you know, the contextual button. You could press the L button, L shoulder button yeah. to, you to could, do a contextual you, whatever. You, you can almost play this game with one hand. Yeah. It's Which like, is actually you, pretty sweet. That is definitely very sweet. However, um, if you've got that button, why bother... Why bother having the talk to and uh, check options in the menu if you've got a button that does it for you? I don't know. Like that button should just take you to your your uh, skills in, in a, a sub menu of that sort, like it does yeah. in Final Fantasy. Because th- that was the thing that n- didn't make any sense to me is that you've got okay. So on your face buttons, you've got um, your your general menu button, which is A, you, that pops up your menu that has talk to your your goods, your equipment, your status, your psi, which is like magic, and uh, and check, which is like you're you know going to check an item or something. Mm. Um, in and talk to and check are different options. 
which is fucking annoying because I got so sick of of hitting talk to, <laughs> to by a, accident. To present, yeah. What are you talking to? Yeah. And then it boots you completely out of the menu, and you have to go back in and select check. Like son of a bitch. Um, but then they have another button that's a contextual button, which is the L. Why not just fucking have that button on the face instead of like it would make more sense to me because the uh, Y. Why is that the one? There's an X on top. I fucking uh, X, X is on top on the NES controller, I think. The SNES controller. The SNES controller. Okay, anyway. The, it's reversed from the, the Xbox. The Famicom. Um, so X, a face button, is your map button, which only works in towns, in certain towns. So for a good half the game, that button's useless. Yep. Why not make that L? And then have the contextual button on the face so that you can talk to things and check items and stuff with one button. Like every and and the funny like thing is that other, this is, like every RPG other that was made in this I, fucking. I era. was gonna like, say I was gonna say everything that came before it worked that way. Like like every, everything in the Final Fantasy series worked that way. Dragon Warrior did this bullshit where it does uh, contextual menu and then sub menu and then sub menu and then talk. Yeah. Um, and I guess like if you get even more old school and like fucking Bard's Tale shit. Oh, um, <laughs> not a PC through, gamer. You go through eighty menus to actually do anything. Oh, um, no, it doesn't make sense why they're like don't have everything on the on a context button on the face, and you have to like use the L button to do everything. Yeah, and then um, when you hit the L button in an area where it doesn't make sense to talk or check anything, if you're just in the open space, it doesn't actually bring up the other menus. So you have to like still go over to the A button and like oh, I need to cast a spell on myself. Yeah. Um. I I don't really know where to start with this game because I, I th- and I think we're going to start with the well I mean I continue I guess because we just did start by talking about the menus. Um the one thing the one thing I noticed right off the bat in this game was how um fucking slow it is. Like yes. just walking around and doing things and getting anything done is just it's very much like Pokemon without the running shoes. Yep, and give me the goddamn running shoes, please. There are no running shoes in this uh, game. Eventually, you can when you get to Tucson, you can get a bike. Yeah, but the bike is so aggravating to control yep. because you you can't. It's it's always moving, right? You yeah. you don't you can't stop it. You it steers um, like a cow, and yeah, yeah, and it's it just it's so frustrating to ride anywhere on the bike that yeah. that I borrowed the bike from the bike shop. Rode it for about forty seconds and then went fuck this and just decided to walk. Yeah. Um, the the adv- I don't know. There's something about the way this game starts that just bothered me. It, it's it's so slow. It's so fucking slow and it's yeah, build up it takes, to get. It takes about like a half an hour to actually start doing anything in this game, which is. I don't even know. I don't even mean that so much as like I got okay. So I got about halfway through the game i got uh-huh. to the point where um right after well i guess it was a little bit after you get the third guy uh-huh. um what you get jeff uh, jeff is his name yeah. um so you know you get to you get to threed Three, which yeah. is the the so zombie infested town yeah so the, the towns in this this world of 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 earth founder one at yeah one Tucson, at Tucson, threed on uh, Forberg, I think is the last one, or four. I'm looking it up on the thing. Lost Underworld, Final Sanctuary. It doesn't even say. 
in here. I don't know. I didn't make it that far in the game. Um, the last town has a name of four or something. Yeah. So I got um, I got to uh, the point where so you get to Threed, you run around in Threed, and eventually you get dumped in a dumped in a hole, right? You get yeah. like captured and dumped in a hole, and then it switches perspective and goes to Jeff. And you start off in whatever little town Jeff is. Jeff lives in, and in Winters, and uh, oh right, yeah. You uh, you know you do your you kind of. It's really you know it's really hard for me to describe this game because that's one of the biggest issues that I have with it is that it is it's so fucking random, like other games yeah, this game that is have full a sto- non sequiturs. Right, it's complete nonsense. And there are other games when I describe the game I can describe them by events and I can be like this is what happened and this is how far I'm in the game because this is where I go. And it's a, that's especially true of RPGs most of the time because the reason why people loved these 16-bit RPGs and 8-bit RPGs in the day was because of their story. Yeah. Like, frankly, the gameplay in these games has never no, been no. phenomenal because it's all fucking, oh, let's select shit in menus it's, and it's numbers pix- throw numbers pixels, at each other. Pixels throwing numbers at other pixels, yeah. yes. Um, and, like, but, this, yeah, this, the, the story in this game is just, it's full of non-sequiturs and it's full, it's, and the game is trying to poke fun kind of at the entire genre. Uh, it doesn't do a very good mm-hmm. job of it. No. Um, like, there's some points where, like, uh, it it's breaks the fourth wall and it's kind of funny. Like, there's a there's one of the tutorial characters um, outside of the first town you're in. They're like, uh, when you catch up behind an enemy, the your TV, I mean, the world around you will yeah, flash yeah. green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dialogue, I, I, I will say that the dialogue in this game is actually really funny. Yeah. And, and oh, the, dialogue's, is, the dialogue's hilarious. Um, the music's pretty good. Oh, the music the music's actually phenomenal, um, which was caused no end of legal troubles for Nintendo, yeah, too. Sure. There's a lot of stuff in this game that was um, uh, Beatles homages. Yeah. And the, between, you know, different types types of, you know, different tunes that they played in the, in the music to, like, the no. developer of the game, the designer of the game has even admitted that, I mean, it was called Mother, and he even said it was heavily influenced by John Lennon's song Mother. Yeah. Um, like so, the band that's in the second half of the, 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 the middle third of this game is pretty much a Beatles ripoff. Yeah, yeah. And... But the the problem is that I couldn't I couldn't I had a lot of trouble getting into the game because of the fact that it was so random and so weird and just and it, it not weird I guess it was just that neither the gameplay nor the story made up for the other's shortcomings yeah which is usually what i need in an rpg now take everybody out there has to listening to this has to take everything i say about this game with a slight grain of salt because i do not like jrpgs generally but um the jrpgs that i like make up for shortcomings in one that i don't like with the other which is one of the reasons why i like chrono trigger so much mm-hmm. because the gameplay in Chrono Trigger is phenomenal for a JRPG. Yeah. Um, this is why I like, you know, coming even more modern, why I like Nino Kuni so much, because the gameplay, that's one that actually gets both of them right. They got, the gameplay is really good, the stories and character are really good, so of course I'm going to like it. How do, you, how do you feel about, uh, the, the game I compare this to um, from the same area is Super Mario RPG? Ah. Uh, 
I have a love-hate relationship with Super Mario RPG. Uh, when, when we did it for the show, it's um, there are interesting things about Super Mario RPG. Like, I actually really enjoy the combat system. Yeah, the, the combat, game. the combat in the game is just is um, the best sixteen-bit combat. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great combat system. But then, like, it's the graphics are not good. Yeah, it's, and, it's a, that muddy 2.5D um, claymation Donkey Kong bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and I was willing oh. to forgive a lot of uh, that game's uh, stupid-ass story elements mostly because of the fact that it was the Mario brand, right? And they could, yeah. since they could draw on the random acid trip of the general Mario brand yeah. for that game, it... It made up for a lot of things. Yeah, and like like I compare those to, to the this game to that because those are two RPGs that don't take themselves super seriously. They aren't the right. Final Fantasy. The world is coming to an end. Yeah, you are the one that can save yeah. us, etc., etc. Your father's the bad guy, and you're the chosen one. Yeah, and you're. By also- the way, <laughs> in the next one, your father's the bad guy, and <laughs> you're, you're the, the chosen, chosen one. one. <laughs> oh, and your father's the bad guy, and you're the chosen one. And there's this guy named Sid. <laughs> there's always this guy named Sid. Yes, um, but like those are two games that just they don't take themselves very seriously. And this game, outside of the the non sequiturs and the camp and the the, the cheesy dialogue, um, which is some which is pretty funny at times, but it's also kind of cheesy and kind of kind of dorky. Um, it's just another Dragon Warrior game. Yeah, uh, where Super Mario RPG it actually like. It takes that kind of unseriousness and moves it also to the combat and makes this very interesting uh, yeah, action-based it, combat system. That, yeah, like, that folds in the the feel of the Mario games yeah. in order to make it something. It's, which, it, which eventually evolved into the Paper Mario stuff too. Which uh, well, actually involved more into the the the, the GBA and DS Mario and Luigi games. Yes, absolutely. Which are some of the best games I've played in the RPG. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think it kind of it, it's almost a split path where the 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 Paper Mario games took a lot of combat cues from Super Mario RPG, uh-huh. uh, but then changed the whole the rest of the game, changed the way that you know things work at least. So, taking first into account Paper Mario on N sixty four, that is a straight up JRPG. Yes, um, Paper Super Paper Mario on the Wii is more of a. Um, it's more of an action game. Super Paper Mario, RPG. yeah, like Paper Mario, but Thousand Year Doors, a JRPG. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this game, I maybe it's because I, I maybe it's because I'm going back to it uh, after having you know been through the the evolution of the RPG. Uh, it is it is extremely simplistic. Yes. It is it is nearly Pokemon simplistic. Uh, your there are some frustrating aspects to the game, like um, that, in some ways make sense, but in other ways are kind of frustrating. Like like uh, your your backpack is extraordinarily limited. Yes, and the biggest problem with that is the fact that they added in the this like storage mechanic, right? Where you're if you're in one one ta or whatever the fuck the first one at or whatever one at. Um, your sister, you can go talk to your sister and store shit. When you're in other cities, you can call her on the phone, and she works for this fucking company that will send a guy to you to pick up your shit for eighteen dollars. Yeah, um, that is that is an interesting mechanic, but it's frustrating because there are times in the game where you have to carry so many um, 
necessary story, story items. Yeah, Jesus, the fucking soundstone just sitting in my inventory for yeah. fucking ever. Taking up a spot where I could have like a curative item. Exactly. Oh, um, oh, by the way, you don't know what any of the curative items do because instead of being named potion or mega potion or something, it's a hamburger. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which makes sense in the context of the environment and that's a contemporary RPG, but... Um, if you go to any fucking RPG game from this era, you're like, oh, this is your heal item. This is your mana restoration. You don't I, know what the fuck you're doing in this game. I will say, though, that the one they did, they did one up secret of mana in so much as there is, if you're, if you're not in combat, if you're just on the map and you select your item, you go into goods, you select an item, it does have a help option that'll tell you what the fuck it does. That's, that's decent. Um, which is the biggest problem I had with Secret of Mana is you don't know what anything Any in that game without, does. Without the book, yes. Yeah. Um, so, like... Can we get the other thing that infuriates me about this game? Like, just completely sure. infuriates me? Um, there, there, there are two things. One, save points are so infrequent in this game. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Incredibly infrequent. You have to be in a town and you have to call someone on the phone. And that'll cost you money. And... Well, it depends. There Sometimes. are some free Sometimes. phones, but Sometimes. it's it'll cost you money, which you don't actually get until you go to an ATM uh, and get the money out from the ATM because your dad put it in your bank account. Yeah, and, and it, you don't actually just get your money. And you call your dad, and it saves the game, and then it locks up. By design, you have to either hit reset or shut your fucking console off, or choose continue. When I was playing it, I didn't see it continue. It didn't have a continue option. There, there's a continue option. No. Yeah. No, there wasn't because. Okay. There is on the now, cart. There is on the cart. Were you playing it on? Uh, no, I was playing it on the cart. There, there's definitely a continue option. Hmm. It, is, it is. It is designed like Dragon Warrior, where if you save the game, it gives you two options: continue or end. And if you choose end, the game freezes and they have to reset. Um, but if you choose continue, you get to continue on the game. Interesting. Maybe it's just the way that it's labeled. I have to look at it again because when I was doing it, it was like you talk to your dad. He'd say, what do you want? You record. You go to record. It records it. And then he says, you should turn off the power switch instead of just hitting reset. And then it freezes. And there's no option. There's there's definitely a continue option there. All right. Maybe I missed something. I don't know. All right. Uh, Well, fair then. um, But like... You you kill stuff and like it doesn't make sense for a, a dog to have money on him. Sure, whatever, great. That's actually kind of cool that like sure. the, the 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 dog is not dropping gold coins. You're not getting pieces of armor from from snails like you do yeah. in Final Fantasy. Um, but you just to get access to your money to like buy shit, you have to like find where the ATM is in the town. Yeah, and then get your money out and then go buy your stuff and then you better fucking put your money back into the bank account because if you die, um. If you die and you haven't saved in a while, you can go back to like the the last checkpoint essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but you lose half the money that's on your character, right? I uh, so this is this might be a general RPG rant, but I feel like it's worse in this game than it is in others, where you and it, I guess I if by by prime example was getting to. Um, Whatever the blue town is, what the fuck the the town where everything's blue and you have to um, so Tucson Lilliput Lilliput Steps and then now oh, where is it? 
You're not not so peaceful valley. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, for everybody. I'm looking at the uh, the IGN pack of this the FAQ, and it's oh happy happy village. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you leave Tucson. Yeah. You go through Peaceful Valley. Um, there's a shitload of stuff that kicks your ass, especially the, f- the fucking territorial oaks. These monsters that not only kick your ass in combat, but when you kill them, they fucking explode for lethal damage. Oh, that's awesome. And and the one thing it's an interesting it's an interesting mechanic in this game where you have a you have a rolling life counter, right? That. If you end combat before your life counter rolls down to zero, then you don't die. But if any of your characters' life counters roll down to zero before combat ends, well, this one, it's just like, like uh, you first when you first get Paula, she's fucking level one, right? Yeah. So you build her up a little bit in in uh, Happy Happy Village, and you get her maybe up to level like seven or eight. You try to go back to fucking Tucson, and if you fight one of these trees and it explodes, she dies. Period. End of story. Because she will inevitably end up, you know, she, you're walking through there, you've only got, she's only got like 30 or 40 hit points, and these fucking trees come up and they're like, oh, I did 21 damage, and that's not even with a smash attack. Yeah. Um, yeah instead and then, of criticals, you smash. Yeah. And, and, um, and then they explode and you lose a character and you possibly lose your main character. Um, but the aggravating part of this was, so we talked about how we've got such limited space in our inventory to carry anything. So, you know, I grab uh, some fucking hamburgers or Nothing some cr- croissants either. or anything. You, you have two hamburgers in your inventory that takes up two slots. Yeah. So I leave Tucson. I get my ass handed to me all the way through, through fucking the valley. I get to... Uh, happy happy village and I'm not allowed to sleep in the hotel at when it starts because the town is like overrun by these this fucking cult of blue so I have to go buy curative items and use them and buy curative items and use them and there is there is not a single item in this game well okay there's not a single item in the game up to the point where I got which is about a th- between a third and a half way through the game that restores your PP. No. The only way to restore PP is to either rest or find a fucking magic butterfly. And if there's no fucking magic butterfly, I get all the way to this town where I actually have to deal with threats and I have no goddamn PP, so I'm hitting them with a fucking wiffle ball bat. (laughs) And it's just... That's one of the general rants I have about RPGs, and it's very true in this one. Like, you have to find these sanctuary points. There's eight of them in the game, and you have to find them and uh, get your music and do whatever. And the way that it's always set up is you go into a fucking cave, you fight your ass through a dungeon, and then by the time you get to the sanctuary point where you have to fight a boss, you're already fucked. You're already, your PP's depleted from just staying alive. Your your hit points are fucked. Yeah. You know, you, so unless you decide to have a shitload of curative items on you at the time, which you're going to spend a bajillion dollars to get. Yeah, fucking, fucking medicine in this game. It's like, it's like 2013 United States around here. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> it, is, it is an accelerated market and things are really expensive and you only get to carry like 10 things at once too. Like, God, this game, it, I don't, I just, it's, it's a game. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like actively hate this game because it's not, it's not terrible. It's 
it's, it's combat is super slow, which is frustrating. Combat is is slower than Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, that's it's simplistic almost to a to a detrimental degree too, because there are times when like, um, especially early in the game, it's simplistic and really fucking hard. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you you start the game and you have thirty ish hit points here comes and crow and he beats the shit out of yeah, you he and beats the living you, fuck out of you yeah and then you're like walking to, you know you you gain a couple levels and you're up to like 40 hit points and then you walk through and you get like a mini ufo comes up and he's like oh a mini ufo fires a beam and does 26 points of damage <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> like it's i will um, say i will say one thing there are no hidden enemies mostly you're right there are no hidden enemies they're all above ground in 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 that's it's similar to secret of mana in that you know all your characters are walking in a line and all the enemies are visible except they're still unavoidable for the most part like the vast majority of enemies yeah, it's difficult to run away from them. You can't run away, um, and if you however, get, if you get big enough, they start running away from you, which this, is the best fucking feeling in the yes, world. Yes, actually, that is something that I actually really liked uh, about this game was the fact that um, I hated it's it's kind of it's it's a balancing. It's another thing where I end up neutral on the game uh-huh. because on the one hand, I love the fact that by the time you get to a certain level, certain enemies will run away, and there are certain enemies you will auto beat. Yeah. Like, if you do run into them, it just goes, boom, you don't even go into a combat screen, and you gain one XP, and they die. Um, On the other hand, like, you know, the uh, hopes in one hand and shit in the other, uh, on the other hand, you have these enemies who are on the... um, of like visible to you that you you cannot run away from you cannot avoid there are certain ones you can clearly like like those i was talking the territorial oaks they're pretty slow you can run away from them but when you're going through the through the valley and then there's fucking the the ufos and the spinny robots and they shit really they just fast. they just yeah. hit you and and yeah. you you were in combat and it doesn't yeah. there's nothing you can do about it so it might as well just be random encounters um so uh, uh, something eh. and you get sli- a slight advantage like if you can see an enemy that's like at the edge of the screen you're like I'm, i need to heal right now the the other thing that does make it a little bit better though is that you can actually despawn enemies yes where you see them at the edge of the screen and if you walk far enough in the other way and then walk back it resets where they spawned or who's or what spawned yep. so there are times when i'll just go like walking through especially the overland maps where as soon as i see an enemy i back up and then i go back and back up and it'll be different enemies different enemies and then no enemies i'm like oh sweet and now i'm now i continue right. or in and or in and out a door yeah um but like there's just it's a game it's uh, the lack of save points is incredibly frustrating because this game is mm-hmm. difficult yeah in it's terms really of, you, have, you have to grind you have to grind you have to grind Grinding is not fun in this game. Mm-mm. Combat is miserable. Yeah, combat is really just like there's uh, outside it's of the just, sweet music. Yeah, it's just so. I mean, it's boring to look at too yes. because it's like it's like you old, don't even see your characters. All you see is these enemies, and they don't do anything. They just flash. When they yeah, attack. it's like old D and D gold box style it's combat where you're just like yeah, you're just looking at a screen full of enemies, and it's just not. Um, yeah, it's it's there's nothing interesting about it. Hell, even fucking uh, the second one we did, 
Oh, yeah, Fantasy Star 2. Fantasy Star 2. We could see our fucking avatars down there and they would go yeah, and swing a sword. Do Shit. stuff. Yeah. You don't even see your guys in this game. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, so the the thing that I really want to talk about now since we've, you know, we've kind of ragged on the game and like the, so I'm not going to rag on the aesthetic because that's fine. Like yeah. the look of the game, the cheesy dialogue, the the bright colors, like the character designs, all of that is totally the shell. Fine. The shell is great. The game inside of it is is just mm. it's. And I'm not gonna say, like you said, I'm not gonna say it's just awful. I don't hate it. It's, it's grindy as fuck and and uninteresting in its grind. Yeah, and I think that this game, like, is the epitome of nostalgia over nostalgia and rarity overriding quality yeah um it's hard it well until it came out on wii uvc extremely hard to find in the west uh couldn't find a copy of the game and when you did like a a cartridge alone is like 80 to 100 bucks a boxed copy could go as high as like 250 because um, the retarded things they did when they made the, when they put this game out, they didn't just like put it, this game out in a box and put it on the shelf. The only way you could buy this game in the United States is to buy it with a strategy guide in an oversized fucking box. Yeah. And the other the other problem, so this is a this is a general problem that I have with classic games, and especially this happens especially with RPGs. Earthbound was a commercial failure in the United States, yes. like flat out bad did not make money didn't even sell the few copies you know a much of the few copies that they yep. came out with here which um, is why the price tag was like 85 or 90 dollars when it came because you had to buy the fucking strategy yeah. guide with it too yeah so um it was a failure because nobody wanted to pay the high price tag and in general it was just kind of critically meh um, at the, yeah, at the time it was. It at was, the time, at the time it was. Eh, and this is a game. No, isn't any like any other game you've played before, except it is. Yeah. Um, and it's thirty dollars more than any other game on the shelf, mm-hmm. and there's no attachment for this game for any. There are no attachment to any of these characters for anyone at that time. Yeah. So you get this game that is a commercial failure when it comes out, and then over the years. Its rarity and its small fan base start pumping it up and mm-hmm. pumping it up and pumping it up, and come you know the early two thousands, mid two thousands. Now people are like, oh, this is there. There's this niche, like the early two thousands. There's this niche group of this is one of the greatest RB- unknown RPGs and blah blah blah. Yeah, Starman people, and yeah. it starts to um, it starts to seep into the rest of the JRPG community, and they're they're like, really, I've never played this game. Well, you've never played it because you couldn't probably couldn't fucking find a copy, right? And then this whole, this whole series has been very star-crossed in the West. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. This is the second game of the series, mm-hmm. uh, in and Japan. the first one never came here. Came out here. It was going to. It yep. was. It was templated. Mm-hmm. It, there's 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 a ROM of a ninety percent ninety percent complete version, yeah, US, yeah, yeah. Western version of this game of, of Mother, the, the original on mm-hmm. the NES. Uh, didn't come out because it when Super Nintendo was about to come out. Yep. Um, so this game came out and it did poorly in the in the West, um, but it went bonkers in Japan. Mm-hmm. Japanese will buy anything. <laughs> um, and so there was another... So they were playing a sequel for the Super Nintendo. 
and didn't happen because N64 was about to come out. So they ended up making it for the GBA. And they ended up making it for the GBA in Japan only. Um, And that game has one of the sweetest combat mechanics I've ever played in a JRPG. Really? The entire game, the entire combat system is based around the music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay, I've if, heard about that. Yeah, if you if you act in time with the music, your stuff becomes more powerful. Yeah, that's it's so sweet. That's really cool. Um, but then like the the legend of this game. Yeah, the, this game, this, the legend of this game is much bigger than the and, actual game. And itself. you know, then people started hearing about like the legal troubles when it, when it started not coming out in any f- other form in the United States. People were like, well, why aren't you releasing Mother 3 for the GBA? And why aren't you... And there's like... Then you start hearing about the legal troubles and all of the all of the stuff that they, um, that they had to take out of the game or that they had to change from the game when it came to the West and all of these things that, you know, that were different because of the, the Beatles references. Mm-hmm. And they had to take out... Like the hospitals all had a, a red cross on them that they had to take out because of co- copyright for the red cross. And all of this stuff had to come out of the game. And the legend grows. Yep. And then the Wii comes out, and no, like, they... Every, literally every other JRPG for the Super Nintendo comes out on it. Yep. It's FF4, FF6, and Secret not, Mana, Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Not this one. And not this one. And the legend grows. And then... Nintendo luckily used that to their advantage on the Wii U, and they're like, "Hey, we're coming out with Earthbound," and the and the the internet fucking shit itself. Yeah, and but then you, and I'm here to say, like, we played this game, and it's 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 not great. Taking taken for its quality, it's just not that good. No, it's not. I'm never gonna say it's it's bad because no. it's a JRPG and it's the same fucking JRPG you've played. It's, it's a little bit simplified. It's, it's like it's worse than other JRPGs. It's a little yeah, bit worse than fair, it's, especially it's, it's, from its era. Like yeah, it's, 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 it's worse. It's worse than FF6. It's yes. worse than uh, it's worse than Chrono Trigger. Oh, it's uh, way worse than Chrono Trigger. It's probably worse than Super Mario. It's RPG. worse than Pokemon because it's it's almost like they you know they had the they took like Dragon Warrior and made some of their ideas for for what would become Pokemon into this game and then went and then when they went to make Pokemon they went okay here's all the shit that we did wrong with Earthbound mm-hmm. um or with Mother whatever so it it is and clearly the, and the sick thing is is that I want this game to be successful on Wii U so they try and bring Mother 3 over cuz that game's really good yeah that's what I've actually heard I've never played Mother 3 but everybody that I know says that Mother 3 is actually a really good RPG um this game just isn't though. No. And it's 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 hard to say because like I really when I when we decided that this was going to be the second to last game on this show, I wanted it to be fucking oh, awesome. Oh, of course, absolutely. I was like thinking about, you know, having never played it before, I desperately wanted it to be one and of the I wanted it to my, be the and in my retarded 12-year-old brain, I th- thought this game was sweet. Yeah. I wanted this to be the JRPG that made me like that that i was like this is fucking awesome and i you know because i liked chrono trigger and i said it on the show i have some problems with it and uh i hated secret of mana i fucking secret of mana makes me want to shoot myself in the face um i i wanted so so you don't want to play a second three (laughs) (laughs) so not only am i disappointed in this game because it doesn't live up to its legend um, I'm disappointed in this game because it doesn't even live up to my expectations based on what other people who were going to be on this show yeah. said about it. 
and then the people who like this game didn't even fucking show up for the show yeah. so it can't really say too great a thing about this game right um and i'm and here's i think my final thought on the game is basically just going to be this is you know when we originally started this show the biggest thing that we wanted to do with it was um we wanted to compare nostalgia to reality yeah and we wanted to say is this game actually as good as people remember it this game is if i played it back then i probably wouldn't have thought it was all that bad it's definitely geared in my opinion it's definitely geared toward kids yes um it it does not live up to the nostalgia no, of the hype. No, not even close. No, this this is um, my secret of mana because I, um, like the way that that my my Katron react to secret of mana is how I react to this game. Yeah, it's like this game. It's literally nothing special, uh-huh. which is crushing to my twelve year old self. Right, it's just. You just want it so I want, bad. I want it so bad to be good, and it's not good. Yeah, uh, it's like it's cute, and it's got this sweet uh, sort of uh, non sequitur vibe that you don't see in RPGs. But that vibe actually hurts the game if you're just hopping into it because you, none of the tropes that you expect to play in one yeah. of these games are there mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, and they're making they're sometimes they're making fun of tropes that if you're not into jrpgs you're not going to get right um which is what one of my problems with it and yeah it just like i know we're going to get railed on by people for not liking this game i i got railed on by Dwayne on on facebook because i was you know i was you like posted, you posted something like, this is the worst experience of my life uh, <laughs> i was having a bad time i it took me so many goddamn tries to get through fucking uh peaceful valley was, were you being exploded that, by oaks at the time you were uh-huh <laughs> and i my exact post to facebook was I want to chew off my own thumbs so that I don't have to play this game anymore. Um, I don't think it's that bad. My experience at the moment was fucking terrible, but um, I mean, I like it better than Secret of Mana, but that's not really saying much. I mean, um, but I think the the core, the key, and the core to everything we're saying on this show is that it just nostalgia has it's, colored this game so strongly that um it here's here's yeah nostalgia is really like just it's made this game into a cult as opposed to a game mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. here's here's the simplest way i can break this down if you take off the 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 skin of this game and the graphics and the sound this game would fit in on the nintendo on the nes it would yeah. fit in it would fit in next to dragon warrior 3 and final fantasy there's nothing in this game that is that is groundbreaking. There's nothing mm-hmm. in this game that is um, innovative. It is it is at its heart an eight bit RPG with a sixteen bit skin yeah. and competing against the other RPGs that were out at the time. It it just falls apart. It just doesn't cut it. Yeah. Five percent of me hopes that this this podcast gets deleted, so we have to run it back next weekend when there's actually people around. <laughs> like, that just just a little bit. We're going to end up talking about this game on the final episode, just because there will be more people here, and yeah. they're going to listen to this and be like, "Why the fuck didn't you like this game?" <laughs> and I'm going to be like, "Did you actually fucking play it? <laughs> Probably not." What the fuck does this can of fruit juice do? <laughs> 
why are there 80 different curative items in the first fucking level? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So uh, this is episode 79. Uh, episode 80 is the final episode of After the Fact. We'll, uh, we'll put a nail in this goddamn coffin. Uh, almost four years. Uh, February of 2014 would be four years because we started this show in February of 2010. So expect episode 81 around then. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, there is going to be a slightly longer break than normal between uh, episode 79 and episode 80 because we're going to take three weeks just to make sure that um, we've we've got the recording scheduled and we want to make sure that everybody has uh, plenty of time so we get a bunch of a lot of people on that episode yeah. and we give everybody plenty of time to try and actually get to the end of and beat um, Ocarina of Time. Uh, episode I don't like 80. my chances. <laughs> I don't like my chances uh, at all. Episode 80 of After the Fact will be the final episode. It will be Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, I do not honestly know who will be on the cast for that show because uh, we've gotten a lot of people who say they want to be there, but um, we'll see what happens when the actual recording comes uh, around. But Tumbleweed will be there. Be yeah. Sweet. Um, but uh, that is the final episode of the show ever. We are ending That's the show. Actually, true. And yeah, it's actually true. I mean, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be an after the fact at some point later on. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna get nostalgic for nostalgia. Oh God, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Well, but this is the final. That'll be the final scheduled episode. Ex- <laughs> expect reruns <laughs> <laughs> once we go into syndication. Gotta get to 100, man. That's that's the cutoff. Oh, I thought about that, and we just couldn't do it. <laughs> so um, for that show, we really, really want uh, as much fan participation as possible because even if you're not, uh, you know, even if I know that the listenership for this show has dropped off quite a bit, uh, once people found out that we were ending it, oddly enough, people uh, were just like, eh, fuck those guys. Um, How dare you take our free entertainment from us, you jerks. <laughs> Uh, but if you have been a longtime listener of the show, I know some of you are out there like uh, William Leonard and Snicker and uh, uh, FC Neo Tokyo. Tokyo and a uh, few of you guys. And What was that one guy? XX, XX Gray Matter XX. <laughs> uh, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, we would love to hear from you for episode 80. Uh, uh, don't show up, though. We won't let you in the house. Yeah, true enough. Absolutely not. No chance. <laughs> We're, um, we're posting extra security in the name of Colt, <laughs> Luke's dog, who you hear on several episodes of this show barking because I've walked into the house. Um, uh, that being said, we hope to hear from you for the show. You can you can reach us via our email address, afterthefact at geekrific.com. You can post to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash afterthefactpodcast, or you can hit us up on Twitter at after the fact pod uh james and i are both on twitter james is at james fnx that's correct i am at geek elite and uh hopefully we can hear from you guys uh so that we can have a lot of fan participation we will read your email on the show even if you send us fucking hate mail to be entirely honest every single email we receive for episode 80 we will read on the show absolutely um so let us know what you think let us know you know let us know how 
hopefully broken up you are about how, desperate, how, we're... how desperate you are to hear episode 81 <laughs> well, well we'll bludgeon luke into to to doing this again at some point yeah uh and my hope is that we will have a big crew for that uh for that show we're trying our best to get i i know for a fact that both micatron and patrick have said that they want to be back for the sh- for the final episode and i'm not sure about christina i will try and get her back for the show but i'm not sure uh we should have you know a wild we'll have a stunt christina uh, yes we will have uh, Christina Matthews on the show. Uh, uh, a you know, I'm hoping that a wild Matthew coin will appear, uh, but we don't know. So the hidden coin block. Uh, so anyway, uh, ramble, ramble, ramble. We are ending the show at episode 80. We hope to see you for the next show. Thank you for joining me on a Saturday morning, James. It's a Sunday morning, but hey, it's been a good day. Sunday morning, Jesus James. Christ. Wow. Let's just bury this this dumpster fire <laughs> right in the ground right now. Uh, this has been episode 79, the second to last episode of the After the Fact podcast, and we are out.